There's also something that needs to be said for just doing, for acting, for not knowing necessarily how the outcome is going to reveal itself, not knowing what the results are going to be, not knowing, not being completely sure that you're on the right path, particularly when you get out of college. If you're a person who's heard the word no from a boss, an ex, a team that cut you, a job market that didn't want you, an accident or diagnosis that left you debilitated and depressed, or felt paralyzed by any setback that you just weren't willing to accept, this is the show for you. 10,000 No's is a roadmap built by guests who have blazed trails, silenced critics, and overcome the odds by facing down their fears and transforming their failures into fuel. I don't care if you're young or old, healthy or sick, there is always an opportunity for growth. This is Matthew Del Negro, and you're listening to 10,000 No's. Welcome back to 10,000 No's. First of all, I want to say thank you so much for being here, for listening, for sharing the show with your friends. It continues to grow. Uh, We really appreciate it. I want to give a particular shout out to Feedspot, who named us in their top 20 acting podcasts. We were number four, right behind my friend Sam Jones, who was number three with his show Off Camera, which is actually a TV show on the Audience Network. Um, he has huge stars uh, like Matt Damon, and uh, I'm just, he's coming to mind. Uh, I listened to that one recently, um, but tons of big stars. It's also, it airs as a podcast. So it's very flattering to be right behind Sam. He's got a great show. Thank you, Feedspot. Um, we also have some great guests. I know we've been doing these solo episodes. Today is a solo. Uh, But next week, we will be back to an interview. I've got actress Julie Benz coming on the show. You may know her from Dexter. A big shout out to Jonathan Stanley of Hot Shots Self-Taping. I do not know Jonathan, but he reached out to me on Instagram, said he's been binging the show. His business is putting actors on tape for auditions for film and TV shows. So he has a lot of relationships with actors and he thought some of them would be appropriate. And Julie Benz is the first one. I said, absolutely. I would love to have her. Uh, So that is coming at you. We also have Marie Forleo coming in August. I'm not sure when it will air, but she's an author, entrepreneur, overall badass. Oprah calls her a thought leader for the next generation. She's endorsed her repeatedly, put her on her podcast, put her on various shows that Oprah does. Um, so that's really exciting. She's got a great book coming out called Everything is Figure Outable. I am reading an advanced copy in preparation. And it's really great. And uh, Navy SEAL Jay Redman uh, is coming on the show. That's going to be either in August or in the fall where we'll do the interview, I'm trying to line that up. And then uh, that will be coming at you as well as actor Henry Winkler, the Fonz. Um, I don't know if anybody watches Barry on HBO, but he's incredible. Um, and I met him at the premiere of uh, Huge in France, and he was very kind to me. And um, I reached out to him, and he said he will do the show. So very excited. Uh, these interviews are, you know, just so you know, we've been doing this summer thing of solo episodes, uh, a little shorter than the hour-long interviews, but the interviews are not something of the past. They're coming back. It's just that for now, this is what we're choosing to do. Um, okay. I was going to title this episode, 
How to Declare Independence, Transitioning from One Chapter to the Next. I I recorded last night, and uh, not last night from when you're listening, but last night from when I am speaking right now. And I always have notes to myself on, on a kind of an outline of what I want to discuss. And I got cut short because of something, uh, family obligation. I, I couldn't finish the episode. And I kind of felt as I went to bed that maybe it wasn't fully on point. I woke up this morning, ended up listening to uh, a one of Oprah's masterclass podcasts, uh, an episode with surfer Laird Hamilton, who was a really amazing guy. And it made me realize that I had to re-record with a new angle because the the old one, the one that I, I recorded last night, just didn't have enough zing to it. Not only in, I think, what I was saying, but also even in the energy. I listened back and it felt lethargic. And I think there's there's a lesson in it right there for you, which is, you know, what are you bringing to the table every time out of the gate? And how is that affecting people? And if people are listening to you and you're a little too sleepy, it's not going to be very motivating or inspiring. doesn't mean you have to be crazy over the top on coffee, uh, but there was something lacking in the energy department. And I also thought there was something lacking in my perspective. So here's how it came about. I reached out to the interns that have been helping me with the show. Uh, they're in college. They're toward the end of their their college career. And I said, what would you like me to riff on? You know, we've been doing these solo episodes. Do you have anything that might apply to a younger generation that, that people can listen to and learn from? Uh, and as it, as it turns out, I think what they're going through, what they're dealing with, is actually applicable to anyone, any age, because it was all about transition. But I think what I want to say about it and why I've now titled the episode differently, I think this encapsulates it, how to stop analyzing and dive into action. So let me bring you back to where it was. One of the interns, Daniel, is about to graduate and he said he has decisions to be made about the future he feels like he's in the Truman Show, the Jim Carrey movie where the boat, you know, hits the edge of the set and he realizes, oh my God, this has all just been set up for me and it's fake. And now I'm going out, going out into the real world. I'm 22 and reality is not what I thought it was going to be. Not better, not worse, just different. And he was wondering about, he asked, what, what happens when your idea and expectation of yourself isn't what reality is, and how do you reconcile that with yourself? So I said, do you mean that you thought you'd be in a better position by now, or the world isn't what you thought it would be, or that all of your skills aren't revealing themselves to be extraordinary, they're just ordinary, so you don't feel special? And he said, it's a mix of all those things. It's not bad where I am, it's just different from what I expected. And he said he was feeling disconnect and anxiety. And he asked, should I strive to be the person I thought I would be or grow in the person that I am? Was I naive or is this just growing pains? And he said, why aren't the things I've used up to this point still working, still putting me at ease? And what choice does a person make to keep striving toward an idea of self or cultivate the person they are? Is there an acceptance that needs to happen when you aren't the person you thought you'd be? 
And another intern, Fatu, said she deals with being first-generation American, not knowing how to navigate, feeling uneasy in different territories, but eventually finding the way. And she talked about, you know, we have to have not only a passion for what we do, but we also have to program our minds in a way that we're being consistent to what we're doing. And I started to answer them and I, and I started to really give it thought. And, and, and when I woke up today and I heard this Laird Hamilton interview, I thought, no, you know, here, here I am with a show that is, it's all talk, it's all thinking and contemplating and wondering, you know, which way to go? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? And that's a beautiful thing. But there's, there's also something that needs to be said for just doing, for acting, for not knowing necessarily how the outcome is going to reveal itself, not knowing what the results are going to be, not knowing, not being completely sure that you're on the right path, particularly when you get out of college. I mean, how many people... You answer this for yourself right now, wherever you are. Did you know exactly what you were going to do when you got out of college? And did that come to be true? Are you still doing it? Or did you change courses a few times? You know, I I feel like I'm one of the rare ones. I thought I was late to the game as an actor because I know people now that acted when they, they knew they wanted to be an actor when they were, you know, five years old. I did not. But... I am lucky in that I was 20 years old, 19, well, 19 or 20, and I had this call and I said, this is what I'm going to do, and I actually am still doing it. Now, that's very lucky, but I think it's rare. The more I talk to people, I think that's rare. So my, my advice, actually, to Daniel in particular, and to any of you that are wondering you know, am I supposed to accept that this is the person I am or am I supposed to strive to be the person I wanted to be? My advice is you need to step in the direction, that whatever direction it is that you think you're supposed to be going, you've got to step there and you've got to experience it. And you've got to get knocked down and get back up and keep going. And and you may get knocked down so many times that you decide ultimately no, this is not something that I want to do. And then you change course. I also had, uh, it must be college week for me somehow, but I had uh, coffee with uh, one of my former guests who's become a friend. His his daughter is uh, graduating early this coming year, um, in the middle of the year. And she w- wanted to ask me about being an actor and, and what to expect, what to do a couple, we, we had a convers a nice conversation and a very smart girl, uh, funny, um, head on her shoulders. You know, she's, uh, very capable and essentially <laughs> the conversation went something like this. I said, why do you want to do it? What is it that you're looking for? And and the answer in a way was that she didn't really know completely. Like she had she does not have a lot of experience with it. And and so I said, look, before you make a grand um, a grand decision and tell everybody, you need to go do it and see if it's something that you even like, because you may have an idea 
of what it's going to be in your head. And that may be so opposite from what it really is. But you don't know unless you do. You need to experience things. The podcast is a great example for me. I talked about it. I hemmed and hawed. I can't tell you how many people all of the time now ask me, oh, what's it like? I want to do a podcast. I want to start a podcast. What's it like? You can't figure it out from your couch. You can't, well, ironically, I'm sitting on a couch as I do this right now, but you can't figure it out without launching it because once you launch it, you start to realize all that goes into it. And it's not the same as what your idea of it was prior to doing it. It's the same thing with a career as an actor. It's the same thing I would venture with anything that you are doing, you who are listening right now. Whatever it is you do for work or for fun, for that matter, it's probably different than you imagined it would be before you did it. Some, In some ways better, in some ways worse, just different because you don't know until you do. And what that brings up is uncertainty. And people's relationship to uncertainty is fascinating to me. Most of the people that I sit down with on this show, what sets them apart is that they took a big risk, whatever it was, whether it was Allison Levine climbing Mount Everest, whether it was Matt Long running into burning buildings, whether it was Bedros Koulian going from being a trainer to starting his own business to now having franchises, it doesn't matter. They took a risk and they took a big risk. And they could have fallen on their faces, but somehow they made it through and they're considered the success stories now, all of these guests. So I believe that's why I responded the way I did to Laird Hamilton. Let's hear him talk about fear and how one can use fear. The way you use fear, that's what separates people is is how they use their fear and panic is is one of the reactions that you have when you're scared and freezing is another one and you try to be smarter and make better decisions and fear is a powerful enzyme (laughs) in you you can do some pretty radical stuff with with fear if you use it correctly and it can be the thing that you know in that moment can dictate whether you have success or failure i just love this because here is a guy that is world-renowned they talk about he uh, he literally gets towed. He started a company where they tow surfers into 80-foot waves, and they go 50 miles an hour down these waves. So you think, oh, this guy is not scared of anything. He's not scared of anything. It's easy for him to do. But at one point, he talks about, you know, people said, oh, you never crash. You, ne- you never, you know, you never fall. You never get banged up. He said, everybody gets banged up. He said, I've probably fallen more times than you've, you've ridden. That's, that's how I got to be where I am. And he, he does say that when he was seven years old, he had this kind of, he, he did like the danger, but he's still afraid. And you can hear him talking about fear. And I think it's a, a huge takeaway for all of us of how we manage fear. And going back to the leaving, whether it's leaving college and not knowing what you want to do or 
saying you want to be an actor and not knowing what you want to do, or maybe you're working at a, a corporation and you've been thinking about or planning for starting your own company and going off on your own. Maybe you're in a terrible relationship and you're uh, you know on the verge of divorce and you don't know what's next. There, there is uh, a relationship to fear that needs to be managed, and I want to. I want to give you this other clip that he talks about, you know, not being uh, a crazy person and standing in front of a, a truck that's going 80 miles an hour because you're going to get hit. You have to be smart. You're taking calculated risks, but there is a certain amount of faith that's involved and you do need to just let it rip. There's a certain kind of being realistic about it. You're not just hiking up and just jumping off. You know how deep it is. You know where the rocks are. You, you've seen other people do it. Maybe you haven't seen other people do it, but you just know what you've done before and then you assess it. And then you once you made the decision, then you then you jump and you jump with faith. You just jump with the belief that you can, that you, you've you done everything, you know, to be successful. And, and that's really is almost formulaic. It's like a philosophy. I love that. It's like a philosophy. And that's what I want to leave you with to go into your week a philosophy of taking risks, taking a leap, not throwing caution to the wind to the point of putting yourself in harm's way, but having faith that if you take the steps, yes, you'll get knocked down, but you're going to pick yourself back up. You're going to learn. You're going to figure out whether you want to continue down that path or you're going to go down a different path. And that's the only way to do it, experiencing it. That is it. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing it with your friends. If you like what you hear, know that these interviews are going to be coming back. I'll be peppering in the solo episodes as well throughout the summer. But next week, we've got Julie Benz from Dexter, among other things. And I can't wait for that. Thank you so much. Have a great one. Have a great one.